This is the World Industrial News for Monday, October 17th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part four of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. It's going to know when to use the power. It's going to know how to use the power on individual reasons. And a lot of that is what we know technically. What we didn't know technically that was addressed by this bill is how to pay for it. Because this is a lot of money to put into basically better living. The parallel to this is probably the interstate highway system. No state or city could have afforded a highway system that was so consistent across the US, which then furthered the idea of interstate transport and goods traveling by truck everywhere. We're going to see the same effect on the new digital grid. It's going to understand where to allocate the power and it's going to have the projects in place to do these basically all at once. Because if you don't, it doesn't make that much difference. Well, perfect. You just you just perfectly teed up my my next question. Mona, you said you're going to get into it. Can you break down this bill for us? How do we follow the funds? What, what How do you see this progressing? Absolutely. And it, so so first off, um, Pat mentioned electrification and, and the fleet. Um, this bill has 65 billion for power and grid, as I mentioned, but there's additional 54 billion for water and wastewater infrastructure, 17 billion for ports and waterways, 7 billion set aside for resiliency, 64 billion for broadband, 16 billion for Amtrak. And the list just goes on. There's there's 39 billion for public transit. Airports are receiving $25 billion. And then last but not least, the first electric vehicle charging federal spend in our history, $7.5 billion for EVs and then another $7.5 billion for buses. So I just, okay, I just need to take a sip of water after that because that's a lot of money that is going from the federal government to the state. And so the electric sector is going to play a really prominent role in making sure, especially absorbing and helping bring about this electrification that the Biden administration has supported and wanted for so long. And in addition to, you know, these different pots of money that are at play specifically for the power and grid sector, the U.S. Department of Energy is launching a better building a better grid initiative. The Building a Better Grid initiative is an effort to encourage the modernization of the nation's existing electric transmission grid. And so there is a focus you know, around the need for more transition, more grid resiliency in order to achieve the goals of the, of the overall bill. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Coal, oil, and gas, nuclear, and renewables. Those are the fuel categories that receive the most airtime today. Since the beginning of man, some combination of that mix has been required for cooking, heating, survival, and comfort. It started with burning wood, which technically is renewable. Then it moved to coal and possibly some early oil seeps. Nuclear, of course, is the new kid on the block, being less than 100 years old as a fuel. 
fuel. Locating, producing, and transporting those fuels creates huge cost, interrupts agriculture or human culture, all of them emitting something at some point in the process. Let's not even get started on the pollution and human problems with mining lithium, the crown jewel for renewable energy storage. But there is one fuel that requires none of the above and emits none of the above, using less, also known as conservation. Black Hills Corporation took another step forward in its effort to build out transmission and distribution across its service area, which covers much of the Rocky Mountains and Great Plains regions. The Wyoming Public Service Commission approved the company's Wyoming Ready Expansion Project. Like similar Black Hills projects in Colorado and South Dakota, it is designed to improve resiliency and access to the power grid. Industrial Info is tracking more than seven. $700 million in active projects from Black Hills, more than half of which is attributed to projects in Wyoming, including more than $250 million in projects associated with Wyoming Ready. Other projects include a multi-phase transmission and distribution project in Colorado with Xcel Energy Incorporated. Ecuador's energy production stability remains fragile, with constant protests disrupting the nation's oil fields production. On October 4th, Petro Ecuador, the national oil company, reported in a statement that a group of civilians from local communities disrupted the operations of platforms A and B at the Ishpingo oil field. The incident cut oil production by about 7,000 barrels of oil per day. And the U.K. government has announced a massive new oil and gas licensing round in the North Sea as it seeks to secure future energy supplies in light of Russia's ongoing war with Ukraine. The new round, announced by the North Sea Transition Authority, is offering almost 900 locations in the North Sea, which may lead to over 100 licenses being awarded. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrial.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.